My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking, and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Welcome, Yokoso. Bienvenue, everyone, to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. It's so wonderful to have you back for season two. So, so amazing to have you here. I hope that you're doing absolutely amazing and that you've had an absolutely amazing start to your June. I, of course, am Nick Haskins, and this show is all about my culinary journey of positivity inside and outside of the kitchen and scratch-made food. And later today, we're going to break down a recipe from scratch that you can make at home, and you do not want to miss this one. I promise you, it is amazing. Thank you so, so much to everybody who has reached out about the grilling episode, and I love grilling. I've got a little bit of a grilling fail to talk about later in the episode, but I wanted to start off with something positive because, of course, every single episode, we are going to start with some positive thoughts. And the quote today is, you are the sum total of everything you've ever seen, heard, eaten, smelled, been told, forgot. It's all there. Everything influences each of us. And because of that, I try to make sure that my experiences are positive. That's a quote from Maya Angelou. And that to me is something that's so, so important is trying to make sure that all of your experiences are positive ones. Build the kind of life that you want to live and the kind of energy that you want around you. My life changed so, so much over the past two years because I've lived a lot of my life with a lot of negativity surrounding me. And after a couple of major life-changing events, I decided I didn't want to live that way anymore. I wanted to be positive. I wanted to do everything I could to build other people up and to live my absolute best life and to project the absolute best, most positive energy out there into the universe. And that's what I would urge you to do to make friends, not enemies. Love others, don't hate celebrate other people no matter how different they are from you and happy pride month to everyone who identifies as lgbtqia plus or anything and everything under the spectrum you are all so so welcome here i'm really glad that people seem to be enjoying the new intro as well because i wanted to make everyone feel welcome you are all so welcome here this to me is my virtual dining room table and it is expansive and it is massive And you all have a chair. Pull up a seat, sit down, and let's have an amazing time. So this whole season, and I didn't talk about this last week because I kind of came up with that like last minute, but I'm going to do it in as many languages as I can. Last week was German and Turkish. This week, Japanese and French. You are all so, so welcome here. Pull up a chair and have a seat genuinely wish the best for everyone even if they've wronged you don't hold on to grudges don't hold on to hate negative thoughts and feelings can become an anchor that drags you down and holds you back from the very best of your potential 
And we all have bad days. I have bad days. But even when you have a bad day, try to celebrate a small victory within it. Take something good that happened that day, no matter how small it is. If you made scrambled eggs and they came out pretty good, that's a victory. Celebrate those little things. And before you know it, if you start celebrating all of those amazing little things, you'll soon find that those negative things that you used to dwell on fall by the wayside. Don't give them your energy. Don't give them another thought because you are going to fail in life. I promise you that you're going to fail. You will struggle. Some days are going to feel like they'll never end or like you can't make it. And I promise you that you can make it. Keep going. Keep going. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with who and what you are. Except when life just didn't work out a certain way or when a relationship or whatever didn't work out a certain way. Make peace with it. Let it go. Never, never, never give up. That's a bonus Winston Churchill quote. I didn't intend that, but never, never, never give up. Always, always, always believe in yourselves and never forget, I believe in you. And speaking of failure, guys, I busted out the grill this weekend because I had never in the entire tenure of our relationship made Rebecca a burger. And I stand by my burger cooking ability. I love a good burger. There is nothing quite like you slap some cheese, you get a good heavy seasoning on that, you get a good sear, you cook that thing to mid-rare to mid, and ugh. Just an absolute dream. And I decided like we were going to go all out for these burgers. We got some brioche buns, toasted them on both sides, buttered and toasted over the grill. Chucked some extra wood chips, hickory chips into the charcoal just to add a little bit of extra hickory smoke to those burgers. Seasoned it with a good, good heavy mix of salt, pepper, onion powder, and garlic powder. I actually just grilled some onions and peppers to throw over the top some lettuce, some tomato, and I actually did a combination of barbecue sauce and my homemade red wine mustard spring patron rewards. That was one of the ones that went out to people. And just a little schmear on there is all it took. And a really, really intense sharp cheddar that Wegmans does. Absolutely amazing cheese. All of the elements were there. Everything was there. My grill got hotter than I'd expected it to. It got hotter than I expected it to, so the burgers ended up going way, 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 way over. Unfortunately, I think next time I cook burgers, like I did, just didn't expect it to kind of go as as hot as it did. So it's a learning experience, but I, I failed. I'm so proud whenever I make burgers. I think I make a killer, killer burger. And it was my first time ever making one for Rebecca. And I've had failures like this making food for her before. And it always makes me feel bad because I want to like put the best plate in front of her that I possibly can. She means so much to me. And I always want to make sure that I'm giving her the best meal I possibly can. And sometimes I don't hit the mark. And I know she's listening to this and she's giving me like a meow, bat, 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 bat kind of thing in her head right now. But it's not me beating myself up from it because it's okay to admit and accept that, yeah, those burgers went way too high and they got way overdone. 
And all I can do is learn and move forward because I know like in terms of like burgers that I've made before, like burgers, like over history, oh, I've nailed so many great burgers. And now I'm just that much more vigilant. And now I just want to work that much harder to nail one next time. And I absolutely promise you I will. But it's so important for me. Food is so important to me. It's one of those things in my life that I want to put the best possible plate down in front of you. Whenever I am making an effort in the kitchen, whenever I am doing anything, it is so important for me to craft what I am crafting with the utmost care. That's why I believe so much in scratch-made food, because you have to take that time. You have to just take the time and mold and create everything from scratch and really build something just amazing and beautiful. And you can't rush your way through good food. Food is going to take as long as it takes to cook, and you've got to be super, super vigilant. And sometimes, unfortunately, you're going to miss. World-renowned chefs miss. It's going to happen. You will have those days sometimes, or you will have those meals, whatever it is, whatever experience it is in life. And that's why I wanted to kind of tie all this stuff with the positive experiences and everything. The burgers weren't the best. But you know what was the best? We got to eat our first meal out on our beautiful, beautiful deck. Uncovered the chairs, uncovered the table, sat outside in the absolutely beautiful. It's it's almost summertime here in the Northern Hemisphere, and it's so, so gorgeous. We just got to sit outside and relax. I had a glass of my absolute favorite bourbon. It's a weeded, bottled, and bond bourbon from Finger Lakes Distilling, which if you live anywhere near the Finger Lakes or anywhere in like New York State, if you can find this stuff, please, for the love of God, get it and try it. If you're a bourbon person, if you're not, probably won't hit for you, but I just had the most amazing company, the most amazing bourbon. And you know what? The whole burger stacked together with that cheese, that mixture of barbecue sauce and my own mustard, all the fresh elements in there, the grilled onions and peppers and that toasted brioche. Oh, it was still an incredible bite. So that's what I'm taking away from it. That was still a positive meal experience, but I can make it even better next time. Never, ever, ever give up. Never resign yourself to, ah, I messed up so bad. I'm never going to do this again or whatever. Get back on that horse. Keep trying. We'll buy more ground beef. I'll make more burgers and I will nail them next time. Please don't ever give up on yourselves. No matter what. Even and especially in the tough days. Last week on the show, I mentioned that every single week during the second season, I'm going to be just talking about a podcast that I think makes a great positive difference in the community that is so amazing and that I think you guys should definitely give a listen to. And this week's show is actually the show that inspired the recipe that I'm going to break down in the second half of the show. And that is the amazing ladies from Two Girls on a Bench, Trisha and Shauna. They are two frustrated writers who love to procrastinate. They eat snacks. Uh, it is definitely not safe for work, so my audience, please keep that in mind. But they will make you laugh. They will talk about food. They will warm your hearts. And they're just such warm and wonderful and inviting personalities. 
you will love them. I promise. And I promise you, Trisha and Sean, if you're listening to this, I promise you, I will, will do one of your writing prompts one of these days. I'm a writer. I have an English degree, but I just never, ever remember to, or it always slips my mind, or I always miss them, or I just forget, or whatever. It's it's terrible. I mean, my life is just an absolute tornado these days, I like to describe it as, but they're amazing. Their link will be down in the show notes. Please go and check them out. Trisha and Shauna were part of the fifth annual live stream for The Cure, which $19,000 for cancer research. I can't believe it. Over the five-year history of the event, we've now raised $50,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. $50,000 for a future where cancer no longer exists. I cannot believe the amount of impact that the event has had. And I mean, really, like I usually just fall into this kind of malaise after it ends. And I usually kind of put it on the shelf until around the end of the year and start planning the next year's event. But the event has grown so large that I literally can't get it out of my brain. I'm literally actively planning and discussing and talking about different things that we're going to try to do next year. The, all that stuff is so far away, so I don't want to like get ahead of myself and get announcing things. But I can't emphasize enough how grateful I am to everyone who shared, watched, donated everything. You are absolutely legends and a special shout out to the amazing team behind Livestream for the cure especially my executive producer dan i literally the event would not happen without dan i could not do it without dan i absolutely love him he is amazing but also shout outs to everybody else that stood there beside us helped us in whatever way large or small gerald from two peas justin and loy sauce my brothers over on epic film guys drew hallam every thousand dollars when he could he was on the air doing a shot he's amazing and rebecca opening up what eventually will be my home but for now is her home was so supportive in the event got on the mic got on the camera for a couple of segments and had such a blast it was so so amazing so thank you so much to everybody but Trisha and Shauna had me cook with them. And I'll actually post a link to this because you can watch me cook live. And it was kind of a little bit of a test because I'm going to tell you this. Probably toward the middle or end of the summer or maybe the beginning of the fall, you're going to start seeing cooking videos and cooking streams from me because a lot of what I wanted to do with this segment, because I cooked with them last year. Quick bite number four is all about corn and black bean salsa, which they call snick salsa, which I made during the fourth annual live stream for the cure last year. This year they wanted to cook with me again and they wanted to do keto chocolate chaffles. Now their recipe I modified very, very slightly. I just added baking powder to it because I really felt like it needed it. But it is one egg, one ounce of cream cheese, two tablespoons of almond flour, one tablespoon of unsweetened dark cocoa powder. I like dark chocolate. If you like regular chocolate, use regular cocoa powder. Two teaspoons of monk fruit sweetener or like a swerve or stevia, whatever sugar substitute you have. One teaspoon of vanilla extract and one teaspoon of baking powder. Combine all of those together in a bowl. Whisk all that together until you have a nice waffle batter. And then you're going to get your waffle maker fired up. Spray it with some cooking spray pour it in there. Now my waffle maker is, you know, it basically takes about 60 seconds aside and you flip it over halfway. So I only did this for two minutes and it turned out absolutely perfectly. Yours may be a little bit different, may need some trial and error on that. But yeah, mine was 60 seconds one side, flip it to the other side, another 60 seconds. Perfect. And they tasted amazing. And these got topped with an absolutely incredible keto whipped cream that was one cup of heavy cream, 
a tablespoon of monk fruit sweetener, and a teaspoon of vanilla extract. You just throw those into a bowl of a stand mixer and let that come together on mid-high, or throw it into a large bowl and use your hand mixer and, you know, beat that on mid-high until you get soft peaks. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. So when I made these chocolate waffles for the segment, I thought these would be perfect for Rebecca's daughter. She loves Nutella so, so much. And she loves waffles and she loves like strawberries and whipped cream. And I've made her my own buttermilk waffles before. I've talked about those on the show previously. And I thought to myself, I'm like, what if I take this keto chaffle and I kind of fold this together with my buttermilk waffle recipe and kind of, you know, make something a little bit different. And, you know, I wanted to make something that was a little bit kid friendly, but still didn't have too much sweetener in it. And I really, really think I struck a good balance with this. So when I come back, we're going to take a break here. We're going to fade up the music. Take a moment, take a break, breathe. Remember that you are incredible. You are amazing. And I love you so, so much for listening to the show. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back when I come back. Chocolate waffles. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating and review. This summer, I'm going to be giving away a Patreon rewards box. I've done this every single quarter. My top-tier patrons get something cooked homemade in my kitchen, and if you leave a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, you can also win one of my VIP rewards boxes, which this time around is going to be Speedy Marinade, which my chicken marinade, I have made like some of these recipes I have kind of concepted on the spot or over a couple of weeks or after a little bit of trial and error or maybe after even a few years. Speedy Marinade, I have been making for 20 years. I love making marinade. It is one of my favorite things to make, and everyone who has my my speedies or my chicken barbecued in this marinade absolutely loves it. You do not want to miss this. You're absolutely going to love it. So don't miss this. Also, I'm going to be giving away a couple of live stream for the cure t-shirts. So make sure you get in there and I'd love to get those into your hands as well. I also don't mention it too much on the show, but I have been trying to be more active over there. This show does have a listener community over on Facebook. It's called The Dining Room, and as I said earlier in the show, this is my virtual dining room. Pull up a chair. Join the Facebook group. The link's down in the show notes. Head there because I kind of pose questions and do different things there and share, you know, recipes that I found on other food blogs or, you know, talk about what I've been cooking. And other people in the community also share what they've been doing and what they've been making and all sorts of things like that. So, you know, make sure you join the Facebook listener community if you want to get more involved with the show. 
chocolate waffles. Just saying it right now kind of makes my mouth water. I absolutely love waffles and I love chocolate. And for whatever reason, it wasn't until Trisha and Shauna had me make the keto chaffles that I was like, you know what? I should really make chocolate waffles. <laughs> I don't know why this had never occurred to me before because I love to make those buttermilk waffles that I make with almond flour. I wanted to stick pretty tried and true to that. And my recipe, the one that I'm gonna break down here in just a few moments, you can also do this with all almond flour. So if you wanna make this gluten-free and omit the AP flour and just do almond flour, you can do that. And this is gonna turn out just as good. I promise you it will but this is what you're gonna to need to make chocolate waffles. I believe this batter yielded between say six and eight waffles total in my Belgian waffle maker. If you have a small waffle maker with like the little small pockets, then you're probably gonna get a lot more out of it. You're gonna need one cup of all-purpose flour, one cup of almond flour. Again, if you wanna make this gluten-free, just do two cups of almond flour a quarter of a cup of sugar, four teaspoons of baking powder, a half a teaspoon of salt, four eggs, a half a cup, that's one stick of melted butter, eight ounces, that's one brick of one third fat cream cheese, a half a cup of cocoa powder, I again use dark chocolate cocoa powder, a teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, and one and a half cups of milk. So you're gonna add melted butter, eggs, vanilla, and cream cheese together in a bowl and blend that together. Make sure your butter's not too hot when you're combining it with the eggs because you'll start to cook them. So mix all that stuff and blend it together. Get a separate bowl. You're gonna add your flours or just your almond flour if you're doing the gluten-free version in a separate bowl. Then you're gonna add baking powder, cocoa powder, sugar, salt, mix all that together. Then you're gonna add your dry ingredients into your wet ingredients. Stir it just until it's combined. You don't need to combine it any more than this. Okay, get your milk out. Start with one cup here because it depends on the exact consistency you're looking for in your waffle batter. If you want it to be a little bit thicker, if you want it to be a little bit thinner, you might even kind of tip your way up to like two thirds or three quarters or even two cups of milk if you really, really, really want to thin it out. I wouldn't recommend that, but one and a half cups produced a nice kind of thick waffle batter that kind of worked out perfectly. So mix the milk in, stirring as you go to combine it, and just stir it again until it's combined. Grab out your waffle maker, and then you're just gonna give that a quick spray with some cooking spray. Pour in your batter. One minute, flip. One minute, flip it back, done. That's it, take it out. And then what I actually did is I sliced up some fresh strawberries. You can see them in the episode art for this episode. And then I made some homemade whipped cream. I didn't decide to do the keto whipped cream because again, I wanted to make it a little bit more kid friendly, but I also wanted to reduce the sugar. So I ended up doing two cups of heavy cream, a tablespoon of monk fruit, a tablespoon of sugar, and a teaspoon of vanilla extract, whipped all that together and topped the chocolate waffles with some sliced strawberries and a nice dollop of whipped cream. And I am telling you now it's heaven. It's absolute heaven. And you know, there's the chocolate lover in me that almost wishes that I had had like some chocolate syrup or something to drizzle over the top of this because I mean, they are so 
decadently chocolatey. They have just enough sweetness, but again, I'm somebody that really likes that bitterness that's in dark chocolate, so I want a little bit of that more bitter edge, which I think that these have. If you use a regular cocoa powder, or maybe if that's not sweet enough for you and you tip up to like a third of a cup of sugar, I, I wouldn't, but you know, that's up to you. Then you're gonna get a little bit more of a kind of milk chocolate waffle, which is gonna just play more on the sweet side. But I mean, either way, this is fantastic. And you can find this recipe, and I meant to mention this last week as well, in terms of things changing for season two, and I wanna do this retroactively as well. I wanna get back to the first season episodes and post the recipes there, but all of my recipes are now listed in the show notes in full. Full ingredient list, full breakdown of the recipe, all of it is down in the show notes. I don't want you guys to have to go to anywhere else to find this. So wherever you're listening to this, whatever you're listening to this on, tab over, swipe over, scroll out, scroll down, whatever it is to the show notes, bam. This recipe, as well as Trisha and Shauna's keto chocolate chaffles and keto whipped cream recipes, all gonna be listed there in the show notes for you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is gonna do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I love you so much. Thank you so, so much again for taking a little bit of your time to come to my kitchen and to spend some time with me. It means more to me than I can possibly express to you. You are incredible. Don't forget to follow the show on social media at Nikolai's Kitchen. If you're not already, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's the same thing everywhere. And please, again, don't forget to leave the show a five-star rating review over on Apple Podcasts. If you really appreciate the messages of positivity and the recipes and everything, help me grow, help me get to more ears. But the only way that I can do that is to have you guys help me out with some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast you're listening to this on. Wherever you can leave a review, please leave me one. Send it to me and I will shout it out on the show. I also wanted to announce that the chocolate waffles, even though it's not dessert per se, but it's a very sweet, you know, dessert-ish kind of breakfast, chocolate waffles is going to be it for desserts for the entire second season of the show. Many of you may know, many of you who know me pretty well, that I started doing Drop the Sugar in July of 2019. Now, I did it pretty hardcore up until, say, the spring of 2020. And then I've been kind of sticking to a hybridized version of it ever since, where I'll still use sugar. I mean, like, again, the chocolate waffles have sugar in them. But I don't eat things with high fructose corn syrup in them. I don't eat processed foods. And I don't eat things like candy bars. I don't drink soda. I don't have anything in it that's, like, artificially sweetened or anything like that. If I eat sugar, I'm putting sugar in something, and I know exactly how much of it I'm eating but I'm not making any more desserts for the rest of the season because I'm really trying to hardline. I dropped coffee. I cut that out. I had a terrible migraine. I had just the absolute worst week last week. Knocked me out of commission for a couple of days. I've never had a headache or migraine that bad from caffeine withdrawal, but I'm on the other side now, which is great. And, you know, I'm cutting out literally everything I can sugar related. So, most likely, unless it's just like a little bit here and there, like next week's recipe definitely will have a little bit, but you know, that's pretty much all you're going to see in terms of sugar in my recipes for the foreseeable future. And then when we come back in the wintertime, obviously heading into the holidays, we're going to be talking pies. We're going to be talking cookies. We're going to be talking desserts. I can't avoid it for the holiday season, but it's not going to be happening right now. We're going to be doing a lot of savory stuff, a lot of appetizer type stuff, cocktails, things of that nature. We've got so many different things. I've been brainstorming. I've got so many great plans for the rest of this season, but keep that in mind. Yeah, I just, I need to do it for myself. I've got goals I want to hit and, you know, 
the best and easiest way to do them is to just make sacrifices. Make sacrifices. That's the, the most thing I can emphasize to anybody. And you know, I'm somebody that I don't diet. I eat what I want. But I know that, you know, eating things like chocolate waffles is not going to get me to my goals faster than not eating chocolate waffles. I mean, it's as simple. <laughs> it's as simple as that, really. Next week on the show, buffalo chicken dip. I know you're all going to be going to parties this summer. People are getting vaccinated. Things are opening back up. Those bubbles are expanding again, which how amazing is that to be able to see people that you haven't seen in so, so long. I'm such a social person. So the last year of quarantine, even though I've had Rebecca to get me through it and, you know, our relationship has been just so incredible, but I like really, really want us to be able to go places and do things. And now we can. And that's so, so amazing to me. And I love it so, so much. So I know you're going to be going to parties. You do not want to miss next week's episode about Buffalo chicken dip because no, I don't just boil my chicken, shred it up and chuck it into a crock pot with some blue cheese dressing and some cheddar cheese and some red hot. No, 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 no. I do layers of flavor in my Buffalo chicken dip. And I promise you, if you actually make it one time and you try it side by side with just you know, something that's just plain and ordinary, you are never, ever going to go back. And that's something that I always want to emphasize on this show is to make sure you are taking the extra time, making that extra effort in the kitchen to develop layers of flavor. There's so much more to talk about with that, but that is going to have to wait until next time. You are all so, so amazing. I love you so much. I know I say it a lot, but I mean it. I do. You're incredible. Thank you so, so much for listening to this show. Thank you so, so much for all of your amazing support. Make these chocolate waffles. Tell me how amazing they turned out. Thank you so, so, so much for everything you do. No matter what it is, thank you for everything you do. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Mm-hmm.